Yo, 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 what's up, guys? Back again. Um, Sparklight. This is uh, episode seven. Um, Should have leveled the fine for you guys. I mean, anyway. But yeah, this is episode seven. So um, last time we talked, uh, the Sparks were in... Um, definitely in the midst of a losing streak. I was about to use a word like turmoil, but I didn't want to, you know, use a word like turmoil. But there was... I don't think there was... There wasn't panic from, I don't think, the players or, like, the coach or the coaching staff. But I do think as far as, like, fans and people on the internet, that was 100% a sense of um, panic. I mean, look, they had lost four straight. Um, they had actually got blown out in, what, two of the games? Uh, the the, the uh, Mystic loss was 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 god-awful. Um, and then the next night, they had the Storm loss. That was even worse. <laughs> And then the Mercury loss, again, I thought it was better. Um, I thought that they put together 30 minutes, but they just couldn't fully put together a full 40-minute um, performance to um, come away with the um, victory. But, again, that's, 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 you know, why you play, well, like 34 games, 36 games, and not 10. Um, these things happen. Um, and on Thursday night, they played the... Las Vegas Aces, which I think I ended off uh, last pod talking about how that's probably the biggest game of the um, season, and it did not disappoint. Um, in attendance, it was, what, uh, 10,295,000 people um, attended the game. A lot of media there. Obviously, myself, I was there. Um, a lot of media there. Obviously, you know, like, uh, I mean, like the Aces are kind of like, one of those teams that that when you think about the WNBA, they they're they're who you think about right now. I mean, look, they picked up Liz this offseason. Um, they also have Jackie Young, who was I think what the first or the second pick in the draft. Kayla McBride, Kelsey Plum, Asia Wilson. So, I think they have what four All Stars, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so they definitely have a very talented team, and you think that that's one of the teams that, um, you know, as you continue to progress throughout the season, that that's a team that'll be there. Um, you know, in the end when you're, um, you know, uh, in the playoffs and, you know, trying to get to the finals or trying to move forward in the, in the playoffs that Vegas is a team that you're going to have to get through. And um, the, the Sparks did not disappoint. I thought that one thing that I love to just watch over the, um, over the course of that game was the matchup between Liz and uh, Kalani, actually. Um and they started, but she kind of got subbed out early because, I mean, look, Liz is like 6'7", like a legitimate 6'7". Like, in most games, Liz is probably the tallest person on the court, right? And just like Sinead, she's probably about like 6'2", 6'1". It doesn't exactly have the size to, you know, bang with Liz consistently. Um, but Kalani does. And I feel like over these past couple of games, like, Kalani has really, really grown up. And it's kind of been like her welcome to the league moments. Like, they really, really needed her to perform, and she's done that. I mean, look, I, I, there was, you know, Liz and Kalani had the little slight, I don't want to call it the scuffle, um, but there was a little bit of hair pulling going on. Um, we actually got to talk to Kalani uh, after the game about this, and I'm going to actually uh, put the clip in. Um, when Kalani, I'm going to put it in the YouTube show, YouTube show. But um, when Kalani actually said, Liz said that she was going to pull out her hair uh, at the beginning of the um game, and you know they got they also got into a, a little bit of a 
war of words on Twitter. Um, you know, it's just a one tweet back and forth, but I thought it was personally cool. I mean, like the Liz thing got, I, I'm pretty sure like a thousand or some retweets. Kalani's tweet got some retweets. Um, I think it's just dope. You know, like it's 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 dope to see them, um, you know, go at it on Twitter. You know, just like the NBA guys do, um, bring some some drama to the game. You know, like even next time they link back up, that's something that I think everybody will be will be paying attention to. Uh, let me actually check and see when the next time they will play Vegas is. Um, give me one second. Schedule. Next time they will play Vegas is August 1st. So even when they link back up on August 1st, like that's something you'll be looking at, the matchup between Liz and Kalani. But on the court, I thought that in the first half, Kalani looked to be a little bit tired. But second half came around, you could tell she was really, really frustrating Liz. Like, I feel like in the first half, Liz was kind of getting whatever she wanted. Um, Liz has a, amazing post footwork, amazing post moves. Uh, she was out there looking like Hakeem a little bit um, at some points in the game. But you could tell that Kalani's size definitely gave Liz problems. Like, she can't just lean on Kalani and think that she's going to get whatever she wants to get. Kalani is a big body. Like, she's 6'7". You, like, that's not that's not rocking with her. You, you got to be a little bit more creative to get around her as opposed to I'm just going to, you know, stand there and post you and, and just turn around and shoot over you. That's not going to work on her. Um, and I thought after that flagrant foul, I think it happened around like the three-minute mark in the um, third quarter. Like the game wasn't yet over with. You could tell that it looked like a game that the Sparks had in control, but it was still only maybe like a, a, a at that point, 10-point game. But I felt like after that, like Kalani super, super got into it. Like she really... Uh, I think the next play she came down, hit Liz with a post move, um, and I felt like she really got into it after that. And it was just great to just see that type of fire and that not backing down spirit from a rookie. Like she did not at all back down. She, I mean, when uh, you know Liz grabbed her head, she pushed her away, and then uh, next play, they took Liz out the game after that. But she, but just the fact that her intensity did not stop uh, when that happened. And also, Kalani's passing the, the the last couple games has actually really, really surprised me. Like, again, like I think even for the Sparks right now, it's not even just about so much this year. It's about the future. Like, I think that, I mean, you've seen Kalani and Marina connect on some great giving goals. I think that that's something that, that, that you know, um, you can see for, for um, years to come. Kalani has shown the ability to be able to step out and hit the jump shot also. She can hit free throws, um, block shots, rebound. I really think that she's grown up a lot over these past couple of games, and it's been great to watch. Obviously, like, I came in on her first year, but it's been great to just look at the progression from game one to what is it now, game, like, 12. Um, I think that she's been great. Also, man, they uh, made a lineup change. They've inserted Raquana into the starting lineup, Raquana Williams, and it's been like like a bomb has gone off. Like, um, I, remember, I remember having uh, discussions. I told you on the show uh, last time that uh, I thought – Raquana should come off the bench. Clearly, I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Clearly, I was wrong about that. Uh, I think that as far as, like, shot creation, Raquana has to be it probably the best shot creator on the team. Again, I think that Chelsea is a little bit more visually appealing. Like, she has all the moves. Like, she'll like she'll drop somebody. But Kalani, not Kalani, but Raquana, she knows how to draw contact. When she puts the ball on the floor and like put her and like puts 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 her head down and drives to the rim, she pretty much get past whoever she wants to get past. Like really, nobody can actually stay in front of her 
the best you can do is try to like maybe guide her to a big and hope that you know help is on the way. But you really can't stay in front of her. She's probably one of the more athletic players in the um, league. She plays a very. She probably plays like the most like a her. I think Courtney Williams of the uh, Connecticut Sun. Uh, they probably play that I've seen at least that I've seen probably the most closely to you know a NBA guard out of anybody like Raquana she got the step back she can isolate you know she can get to the rim I mean I like I saw her even do some reverse layups and offensively is one thing but I think defensively is where she really really helps this team because again like the offense they weren't going to shoot as bad as they shot uh in some of the previous games when they were getting blown out like the entire season like that's not going to happen shots are going to drop but what did worry me was the defense the defense these past couple of games and I'm gonna get to the uh uh, sun get the not the sun the sky game in a minute, but I want to uh, continue um, uh, breaking down the uh, Vegas game. But the defense, I mean, even like the first play of the game, Raquana comes out. I forgot who it was. I think it was probably on uh, 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 Kelsey Plum and like bumps her. It's like the first play of the game just bumps her. Gives like she tries to drive and she knocks her off, impedes her progress, does not let her go where she wants to go. But that just sets a tone. Like nah, not today. You're not doing that to me today. Not today. You're going to feel me, and you're going to feel some physicality. And I think that she's a guard that you hate playing against. Like, if I'm lining up against Raquana, I know, you know what, I might take a beating today. I might get some bumps. I might get knocked to the floor. She's going to annoy me. And then I got to, in turn, on the other hand, go back down and guard her and try to stop her from dropping 20 on my head. I'm not really trying to do that. I mean, even, like, after the game, you know, I asked. Uh, uh, we, got a, we, we got a chance to talk to Sydney about um, Raquana's um, impact, and I think she she was saying that in practice, the coaches was like, all right, now who's going to stay in front of Raquana? It's like nobody can stay in front of Raquana. It's not a feasible concept to do so. So I think she's really just opened up the offense, and again, even uh, Coach um, Fish alluded to it. She takes pressure off of Chelsea to everything doesn't have to come from her. Like every like all the plays as far as like the playmaking in the backcourt doesn't doesn't have to come from her because again Raquana is somebody who she can break she can break people down off the dribble she can get in the paint she can also dish it out like even in the Vegas game she had two assists but her play was worth more than two assists like I'm sure she created more opportunities than just two uh, assists like I like I I wish I could go back and find out you know how many shots people missed off passes or like how many times. Somebody went to the free throw line um, off these passes that she threw. And um, one thing I've really been noticing, I want to go off on a tangent run, uh, real quick. One thing I've really been noticing about the WNBA um, is it's extremely physical. Like, it reminds me a lot of 90s New York Knicks basketball. Like, they actually do not call fouls. Like, they like it is wild. Like, you'll see people get knocked to the floor, nothing called. Players in the post, I'm like, it has to be a foul call here. Nothing called. They'll hack you up the court. Like, if you like physical basketball, please, I really urge you guys to check out the WNBA. It is extremely physical. It's actually way more physical than the NBA. I've seen some players in the NBA, that's a flagrant. They just calling it regular fouls. And I'm like, what? I don't understand how. But the Aces game was extremely physical. Again, first play of the game, Raquana comes out, knocks somebody completely off their path. They call nothing at all. So I think that she's been an amazing, Raquana has been an amazing, amazing addition. And NECA didn't even play in this game. I think NECA was out for load management. Um, it might have been something to do with Space Jam. I don't know. We don't know. I don't want to speculate. But it might have been, I don't know, you know, maybe she was tired from that. I don't know. But regardless, they won that game even without NECA in the lineup. 
and they actually won it pretty handily. Like it was honestly after about like the two minute mark in the third quarter, I'm like, yo, this game is over. Unless the Sparks come out and completely forget how to play basketball. I was like, you know what? They pretty much had this game wrapped up. And Candace has been looking much better. Uh, the shots come back. The finishing has um, come back. The defense has come back. She's looking like she's getting back in the swing again, like I said last time. I mean, she hadn't played basketball in, what, eight months. I mean, no matter how great you are, it still takes you a little bit of time to get used to, you know, in-game action. There's nothing you can really do as far as practice to simulate what, is, what, what it's going to be like actually in a real live basketball game. And, you know, I think that uh, she's coming back to form. She's she's coming back to form. And I think this team as a whole is is they've – in the in the past two games, they've looked like a team that I think could pretty much beat anybody in the league, honestly. Um, and that's just my humble opinion. Um, moving on after that, they played the uh, Chicago Sky. And in this game, I actually made the mistake of getting there late. I thought that the game started actually at 3 p.m., started at 2. So I missed, like, I want to say the first quarter of it. But when I did get there, what I saw was by far the best offensive, offensive defensive performance I've seen out of the Sparks all year. They played very inspired defense, and and like the one thing I kept wanting to ask everybody about was their help defense. Like if I, I felt like every time somebody got beat, there was somebody right there to just help them out. Like yeah, and 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 even Candace talked about it when I asked her. She said we had people to help the helper. I felt like as far as their connectivity and their communication on defense, that had to be the most they communicated and the most they were and the most connected that they've been defensively. And I think that's all about trust. I think that they're finally starting to trust each other. Um, I think that everybody has a better understanding of where they should be. And also, again, I, I, I just think that Raquana's energy and, like, intensity just helps the entire team out defensively. Like, when you see her, she's somebody that, especially defense, because defense is, I mean, yes, it's about skill. You know, you need to have good position and things like that. But number one, it's about mentality and effort. If you want to be a good defender, you you won't be Kawhi Leonard. You won't be, you know, Elena Beard. You won't be Dennis Rodman. But you will be a solid defender if you want to play defense, you know. So I think that when you see her doing the things that she does and being as physical as she is and putting forth that level of intensity, you have to defend. You have to. Like, you know what? I'm going to go help you out. You know what? I'm going to make sure I go cover for this woman. You know what? I'm going to make sure that I'm in my spot. Like, what she does on the front line is inspiring for the back line of your defense. And, man, like, they shot. This guy ended up shooting 33% from the field, 41% from three. And, actually, it's probably worse than 41%. I Probably some of, some of the 41 came when the game was already a blowout. They won that game 94-69. to 69. And I'm telling you, it was the best defensive performance I've seen, as, I mean, I, I, maybe I saw the Clippers defend better in person a couple of times last year, but for the most part, that might have been the best defensive performance I've seen from a team, period, with just how connected everybody was. Again, like you would see one person get broke down off the dribble. Okay, that's cool. Candace is right here to help shade you to a side. NECA is right here to help shade you, shade you to a side. And one thing I noticed about NECA this season is she's been – it might go, like, unnoticed. I don't know how many people, you know, peep it or see it, but she's been a great post defender all all season. I don't think any post player has really come in and had a good night on her. You know, even if they do finish the game with, like, 16 points, they probably got four of those on NECA or maybe got, like, six of those on NECA. They weren't getting all those buckets on NECA. 
she's come in and she's been a great help defensively um, all season. Um, um, I honestly think she needs to get some defensive player of the year consideration because I think that she's been the best and the most consistent defender on the Sparks all season. Like, even in the games in which, I mean, even in, like, the Washington Mystic game, which they got debacled and shellacked, Deladon didn't get get those points on her. I think Deladon might have scored, like, four points on her. I think she ended the game with, like, 14, but she might have scored, like, four on NECA. Those buckets were not coming on NECA. So, again, if 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 this team plays the way that they played um, in the uh, Sky game, like, I, I, I think, you know, you you could – you could really see something special out of uh, out of the Sparks team. Like I think that the Sky game, like even more than like the Aces game, but like the Sky game is why I felt like you know Coach Fish seemed very calm about things that were going on. You know he kept saying like you know uh, it would be an issue if we didn't have the talent, but I don't think that we don't have the talent. And I agree. I think that this team, I think they've shortened the rotation um, a little bit. Uh, Elena has what she was. She didn't play in the uh, Sky game. Not, she didn't play in the Sky game. Let me make sure she played in the Aces game. She did play in the Aces game. She was actually a plus 18 when she did play and, and got five steals when she did play in uh, the 19 minutes that she was out there. But in, like, the Sky game, she didn't even play. Uh, Sydney played great off the bench. I mean, she hadn't played in two games and, and to and, and and you know to 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 uh, come in, be inserted after not playing for two games, and go out there and give you what eleven points was a plus ten, uh, three rebounds, uh, went, went three or three or five from three to just step in after not you know playing many minutes, when not playing the past two games to step in, have the confidence, and be ready to uh, shoot. That shows me a lot. And also, I think the team as a whole, one thing I want to ask them this week is uh, about sacrifice. I think that this team as a whole is sacrificing a lot for, for each other. I mean, you have like, I mean, look, Chanae is coming off the bench right now. Chanae could easily be somewhere else uh, and be a starter, and no one would have an issue with that. You know, she's the number one pick. She was an all-star. She's been an all-star, I think, what, a three- or four-time all-star. I mean, even Candace could be shooting the ball more. Chelsea could be shooting the ball more. Raquana could be shooting the ball more. NECA could be shooting the ball more. Like, all of them right now are sacrificing for the betterment of their team. And I think you got to give a shout-out to Fish for getting them all to buy in. It seems like everybody's bought in. Now, obviously, uh, they have a week off. And I think on July, let me get the actual date for you to make sure. On July seventh, uh, they actually play the Mystics. The Mystics are number one in the Eastern Conference right now, as we stand today. This is Monday, July first. Uh, the Mystics are nine and one. The Sun are nine and four. So, so they lead the East. The Mystics are on a five-game win streak at the moment. So, this game will definitely be a be a tough game. But I think that this is this 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 is also a marker to see where you are in the season. Like I think if, if they can get past this game. I mean, look, coming up, you got the Wings. The Wings right now are six in the West. After the Wings, you have the Fever. Fever right now are fifth in the East at five and nine. And after that, you got the Liberty again, which again is a very winnable game. They should have won the first game. They're five and seven. Now, granted, they have won two games straight right now, but they're five and seven. So that's not like, you know, some 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 Goliath of a matchup. 
Then you have the dream. The dream right now are two and eight. Then you have the aces again on uh, 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 August 1st. Realistically, let's see, you put, okay, one win, two wins. If you can get past the Mystic, that's three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They could go on a nine-game win streak, realistically. I mean, like, which one of these teams do you think that, that they can't beat? I think they have more talent than I think the only game that would, that would maybe be in question would be the uh, Mystics game. But even look, if you can come out, get you a victory against the Mystic, which I think is very, very possible. Again, I, I, I would, I would think that they would have a sense of pride about them for how they looked the last time they played Washington, because that might have been one of the worst performances I've ever seen from any team. And I think that. They would have some pride, and again, I think that they're even a much different team from two, three weeks, what two weeks ago when they played uh, Washington. Um, the last time they played, now granted, Washington will be rolling in, feeling good. I think they will look. They won five straight. I don't know what they will be. Uh, let me actually look at their schedule to see who, who they have coming up. Um, they have. The Aces two nights before, and then the Sparks after that. So they'll be on a road trip. You'll be rested. Um, I, that's the bad part about you know rest for like a week is you know you you don't you don't want rust or complacency to settle in. But same time, uh, coach alluded to it in uh, post game after the um, Sky game is that the fact that you do have like little pockets in the season in which you play like four or five games and then don't play for a week. Then you play, you know, uh, uh, five games in two weeks and don't play for a week. It gives you a real chance in season to, one, get rest and get healthy, and to, two, get better midseason. So you can put in more things. You know, you, you can put in more defensive schemes. Like, look, I, I I even think getting in practice and having a chance to practice this week because you were at home helped them a lot with their defense. Like, they were hedging much better. They were icing much better. Uh, the help defense was uh, much better. Even when people come to, you know, uh, taking shots, I felt like everybody knew – the shots they were supposed to be taking, and everybody had a better job, had a had a better idea of what their defined role was. Like I think Raquana knows it's just to come in and give energy on both sides of the ball. I think Chelsea knows she's supposed to come in and be the point guard, as they call her. I think Candace knows she's supposed to come in and be used a little bit like Jokic. Neka's supposed to play in the post and be and and defensively be the best defender she can possibly be. You know, I think Tierra knows she's supposed to just play on the wing. Knock down an open three if she gets it, but again, be that wing defender, that three and D type of guy, like that Ariza type of player. Um, if I had to give her a, a, a NBA comparison, I think that even like Marina, I think Marina knows now when she. Well, I think she's always new, but even when you watch her now, I think she knows my job is to when I'm in the game, come in, fill it up. Don't be bashful. If I got to look, shoot it, even if it doesn't go in. Like I have to take these shots because it makes. The defense respect me. And also what you see now is a lot of people play her so far up that, like, the back door cuts open up, and that's why, like, Kalani can always hit her with a nice bounce pass. Like, the past couple of games, she's been hitting Marina with the nice bounces, and I even got a chance to ask her about that. She's been hitting Marina with the nice bounces, and they've they've been having a really good one-two game because defenses play her so far up because they're scared of her taking that shot because they know that she will do it. Even Sydney, I think she knows. When I come in, uh, if I got to look, shoot it, 
bring the ball up court, make sure I make smart decisions with it, don't turn the ball over, and just play hard defense. I think everybody, even Elena, like I think she knows, look, I'm supposed to come in and be the defensive player of the year. I think everybody has a much better defined role, and I think that even this week off will help them even more define those roles. And also Derek will be able to put more things in his offense and also maybe more things in his defense uh, with this week off. But realistically, I mean, if they can get past the Mystic, they shouldn't lose all of July. There's not a team that they play in July that I think, oh, man, that's a loss. Unless they just, you know, get get like caught or like have like an off night. Realistically, they are more talented than all of these teams. They should win. They should beat the Wings. They should beat the Fever. They should beat the Dream. They should beat the Wings again. They should beat the Liberty. They should beat the Dream. And also, they have what? Now, now they do have a couple of these games on the road. They're on the road actually a lot this month. But still, even with road trips, right? Think about road trips if you get a chance to bond with your team. So even. And also, I think uh, Maria Vadiva should be back at some point in time during this road trip. So that's like another clog that uh, Fish has to work with. A super quality big might be one of the, I mean, what, the second or third best big on the team. Uh, uh, so she'll, she should be back from Europe. So it's obviously they're going to have to work her in. But, I mean, the one game she was there in, she gave you 24 and looked like the best player on the Sparks. That was the first game against the Aces. Like, like, like I said, they do have a lot of road games, but still, they, they realistically shouldn't lose all of July. And if they lose, it should just be one loss. Like, I should be in a month when I'm doing this show, when I'm on, like, episode 10, I should be talking about how they are, what, right now, they're third in the West. The Aces lead at 7-5. and five. The Storm are 8-6. Uh, and six. I don't know how, but the Storm are 8-6. and six. They've weathered... Uh, the storm of not having what two out of three of their best players. Excuse me, but they're eight and six. I should be talking about how the Sparks are and how does how how does how the Sparks and Aces are battling for the um number one seed the next time that you know I in three weeks when I'm doing this show. There's no reason that for throughout the month of July they can't go what they're already what maybe let's uh, what. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One and six. At worst, uh, five and two. There's no reason they can't do that. Again, I think the Washington game will be tough, but after that, when I look at it, I don't see a team they can't beat. Especially if they play defense and defend the way that they defended against the sky. Um, so, yeah, that, that that's that's... That's my uh, take on it. Uh, like I said, I'm 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 super proud of the uh, resolve the team has showed uh, after that four game losing streak again. Like that's why I told everybody, you know, what calm down. People are like, oh, Fish needs to be fired. I'm like, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Like, you know, you working people back in. It's still early. Uh, you know, people are still learning their roles. It's not that serious yet, and all of it wasn't on him. I think a lot of it is the sparks. The players just took it upon themselves just to be better. Sometimes you just have to be better. Also, I think that they're finally getting used to the freedom that Coach gives them with in the offense. Um, I think they're just finally getting used to being treated like basketball players. Like Again, I, I, I think sometimes in the um, WNBA, because the athleticism isn't the same as the NBA, I think some coaches have a, ch- have a tendency to just overcoach and want to micromanage a little bit too much. Like... 
I think that what you're seeing with them is like they're just having a better concept and like a better understanding of just playing basketball. Like read and react. I think they're doing a better job of just reading and reacting to what the defense uh, gives them offensively, and that's why I think the offense has looked better. Also, defense leads to offense. Uh, that's one that, that was also a thing that that everybody kept saying after the uh, Sky game was that was that the defense leads to offense. I mean, I think that they're doing a better job of playing defense, which in turn you get steals, you get runouts. Um, and those things allow you to take a, you know, a three-point lead to a nine-point lead pretty quickly. And that's one of the things that I really noticed about the WNBA is that ball control is very important. Like, you aren't going to see too many chase-down blocks. It's because, like, I mean, nobody's out there jumping 40 inches in the air. So when I put it on the glass, like, it's kind of just on the glass at that point. If I make it, I make it. You really can't do anything to stop that. So if you get into a situation which you have three turnovers in a row, I can make a three-point lead go to a 12-point lead extremely quick, just like that. So, look, I think the team is yelling uh, at the right time. Um, and, again, it's not even just so much about this year for me. I think it's about the future. Like, the Sparks have consistently been a top team in the in the um, WNBA. Uh, you know, you got Candace is getting up in age. She still has years left, but she's getting up in age. So you, it's time to, like – start to usher in that new generation of Sparks and, you know, who's going to, you know, carry the Sparks for the 2020s because, I mean, look, this decade at this point is basically over. The, the uh, 2000s have been long gone. So it's time to just uh, redefine and, you know, figure out who those stars are that's going to lead you into the future. And with people, with, with uh, players like Kalani Brown and uh, Marina Mabry, Chelsea Gray, uh, Raquana Williams, I feel very confident uh, NECA even, you know, she's still in her 20s. Uh, Janae, I feel very confident about the future of the Sparks long beyond just this season. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, it's been Sparklight. This was definitely a much happier episode. I couldn't really wait to, really couldn't wait to uh, get back to you guys to uh, talk today. And um, again, like I said, hopefully next time we link up, which would be what? Uh... The eighth, so it'll be the day after the Mason's game. Hopefully, I can talk to you about a victory, and uh, you know, hopefully, we can get this winning streak started and we can, you know, take over the West. So, uh, yeah, until next time, uh, go Sparks and appreciate all you guys for the continued support of Sparklight. So, talk to you guys later.